Welcome to the Defining Leaders podcast. Defining Leaders was founded by the idea that together is better. We started as a virtual community that worked together to help develop and lift each other up, helping to boost one another's careers and make work a better place to be. We wanted to grow that community, so we decided to bring it here. I'm your host, Kristen Gupta, the connector of people. And this is Defining Leaders, where together is better. Welcome to the Defining Leaders podcast. I'm so excited about today's topic, which is all about rediscovering your personality and getting to know a little bit more about it. So in today's Defining Leaders webinar, we had our group take an assessment called 16 Personalities. Now, this assessment is very, very close to Myers-Briggs, but I'll put the link to this assessment in the show notes below because I think it might help our audience, our wider audience of listeners, get to know a little bit more about themselves. One of the things that I liked about this test is it's free. Obviously, we all like free things and not having to pay for something, but it also only takes 10 minutes and you can determine a lot about yourself. We had several people on the call earlier today that said, I took this 20 years ago and I got the same result. We also had several people on the call earlier today say, I took this three months ago and I got a bit of a different result today. So that was interesting. Uh, So I have a couple of guest speakers with us today that are going to be continuing the conversation. So we've been joined by Jennifer Patrick, Fabio Bonacquisto, Sarah Deacon, Leona Kimball, and Rick Kent. Thank you guys so much for joining us today for our conversation. We're so glad to be here. Yeah, it's so good to have you. So we're going to start a little bit just getting some of the results of some of our speakers today so that we can maybe get to know ourselves a little bit through getting to know others. I'm curious, are you open to sharing your results with us? Who wants to share what their code was after taking the 16 personalities? Go ahead, Jennifer. Because my personality is assertive off the chart, I'm happy to share my results. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, I am an ENFJ and then assertive. And this has gone pretty closely to what I when I've taken it in the past. Um, sometimes my J switches to a P, but it's really kind of middle of the road there. So it's it's not that different. Jennifer, I'm not surprised we get along so well. I'm the same exact. I'm an ENFP according to now. And I was an ENFJ the last time I took it. (laughs) Not surprising. Not surprising at all. Sarah, how about you? What were your results? I am also an ENFP and an A assertive. So yeah, I'm noticing a lot of E, N, and F in our group right now already. So Yeah, that's very interesting. Maybe I attract people that are like myself, which is pretty typical to our group. Uh, So, and no wonder again, Sarah, why we get along so well and have so many correlative things that we do as well. So Leona, how about you? I am E, N, F, no (laughs) surprise there, Um, J, and a T. Interesting. Wow. Uh, But what I found was in a lot of these areas is that it was a one-third, two-third split. So one of the curious things for you to look at too is how far in the spectrum side how far from the middle are you? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Rick, please tell me that you're not ENF. No, I am not. 
<laughs> I am ESFP with an, with an assertive. So, um, and, and it was a little bit surprising, Kristen, in some respects, because I, I wouldn't necessarily classify myself as extroverted and, and assertive. However, I have to think back on, 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 on those thoughts. And yes, maybe in completely foreign social situations, I'm not the person to be the life of the party and lead the charge and everything. But when I become comfortable with a group of individuals that I'm around, um, I, I am, I'm not, you know, resorting back to uh, crawling back into a shell or anything like that. So as I, you know, gave it some thought, it did make perfect sense. And um, the other thing that also uh, sort of made sense was um, as a leader uh, in in my professional career, but throughout my life, I've evolved um, from more or less that quiet guy on the sidelines to becoming a little bit more extroverted and assertive, not only um, out of necessity because of the roles I've had in leadership, but because I've enjoyed it. I've learned to enjoy it and become comfortable with it. And I think we all evolve to some extent as we work our way through our through our lives and through our careers. So Rick, we're going to get to this in a little bit when we talk about the difference in these different testings. But um, for for our listeners, I work from home with kids and my two-year-old just walked in the room. So you might hear her singing in the background, but you know what? We're after 2020. So we all understand that we have personal lives. Isn't that great? Uh, So Fabio, I'm going to ask you about yours in a second, but the difference between E and I doesn't mean what we think it means. And I always find that to be really interesting as well. So we'll talk about that when we break down the results a little bit. Fabio, can you share with us what yours were? I am an ENFJA. Oh and- my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's interesting with that and the group of people we have, I, I just want to say welcome to all of you for being here. But isn't it interesting that we tend to do this? We tend to attract like people to ourselves. Now, also, let's be real. We're on a podcast. Not everybody's going to want to do a podcast. And maybe something with our personality type allows us to be a little bit more open about ourselves. But I find it so interesting. I need to change a little bit of how I interact with others so that I can be more welcoming to people of different personalities too. This is a learning that I'm having. So I'm hoping that through our podcast and through some of the changes that we'll be making this year, we'll attract more I's and S's and uh, T's. We don't have any T's that I know of on the podcast today as well. So we'll break down some of these results, but it's interesting that you attract like. Let's bring on a diversity and inclusion person to help us to be a little bit more open to others, right? Uh, so I was having a conversation with somebody earlier today, though, of sometimes eyes need to experience something before they want to get involved. Uh, so I love the fact that we've now converted this into a podcast. So those that maybe wouldn't join an open webinar like ours can experience what it's like and see how we have conversations as well. And then maybe join our group at some point because they see our energy, they see our vibes and how much growth that we can have as well. So why don't we, why don't we break down this piece and I'll have each of you take one category versus all of us going through every single piece. But Jennifer, can you tell us a little bit about this E versus I, what are we talking about when, when we're talking about that piece? 
Um, I believe when we're looking at the differences between E and I, it's really where you draw your energy from. It's not so much whether you're the life of the party, because I am an E. I do not need to be the life of the party. I can be very supportive of someone else who wants to be the life of the party. Um, But it's where you get your energy from. And I think it was uh, Dennis Majewski in a small group today shared with me about the, where you get your energy from. He very much seems like an extrovert because he's so involved in, in groups and not scared to get up and speak up in front, of, in front of people. But he really gets his energy at the end of the day when he comes home, everything calms down. He really needs that time to kind of decompress and reset things. Where, and, and he's an I, whereas an E might not need that. They might call a friend or, you know, do something different, um, but they don't necessarily need that calming down period. Yeah. I'm so glad that you bring that up, Jennifer, because just because you're an I doesn't mean you're antisocial. Mm-hmm. It just means you, you don't get your energy from being around new people, especially you might get more energy from being on your own, or you might need that time to recover when E's are set in a room themselves and they're not around others, those are the days that they get depressed and it's a little bit more challenging, but it also doesn't mean that E's like to go out and party all the time either. So this E versus I, I think has gotten the wrong reputation as more and more people have taken this test and not understood what that difference is. Now let's, now let's talk about this N versus S because we've got a couple on here. Rick, I'm, I'm interested because you're the only ass on the call. Can you tell us a little bit about, about what that piece means? Sure. Um, that piece relates a little bit to energy as well, but it shows, you know, a little bit about where we direct our energy mentally. And, um, you know, those that are the um, S's like myself are, um, they fall into the more observant category and, um, and those that are, I guess you, you can say the ends are intuitive. They, they, they draw a little bit more from internally their, in their intuition versus what they observe on the outside. Uh, being told I was a Libra at, you know, with a September birthday, I'm, I'm sort of a balanced person. So that, that fits a little bit pretty well. You know, I, 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 I was two thirds observant, um, one third intuitive. And for those listeners out there, they can probably can relate to the fact that uh, the experiences that they're experiencing at the time or the groups that they're around can help direct how they participate and act in situations. Yeah, I always find this one to be interesting because it affects our emotions. It affects how we feel about things. And in the small group that I was in earlier today, we had several S's that were high on one side as well. So it doesn't necessarily mean we make decisions based on intuition because a lot of times intuition tends to be like women versus men. Women tend to be more intuitive. That's not the case when it comes to this one. So again, if you're taking this test, if you're listening in and you've taken this test before, look into what these results mean and what these words mean according to the test takers or the test creators, because it can really tell you a different story than what you see on the surface and what some of our assumptions might be. Okay, what about F versus T? Who wants to take that one on? All right, go ahead, Leona. Yeah. Sure. Um, So what this has to do is with our nature towards making decisions on the logic side, 
or on the feeling side. And both have their merits. And so, you know, look too at that balance of are you using both? And maybe if you're not, you want to add people into your circle that help you to access that other piece of your decision making, whether it's the thinking and logical or the feeling and emotional. I find this one to be so interesting because I trust my gut. And when when you're high on the F side, this is what you tend to say. We don't really know what it means, right? But I I trust my gut when I'm making decisions and I don't always make decisions with my head. But there are people that are not like me. And this is where I always find it interesting that are more based on thought and based on research. My husband is more based on research when he's making decisions. He's got to see what other people want, that type of thing. Those of us that trust our gut might read something and we're like, I'm all in. Those of us that are more thinking might read something and they're like, okay, I've got to really do more research on this. Uh, This is where reviews come in and that type of thing as we're making online decisions too. They're going to open up those reviews. And even if it's only got like two one-star reviews, they're going to read both of those to make sure, is this a fit for me? Which like you said, Leona, we can learn from the other side of that. Because sometimes you just got to make a decision, right? And this is what I have to tell my husband sometimes is you just got to make a choice, honey. And then sometimes you need to put more thought into it because if if we all make decisions just based on what our gut says, where is the world going to take us? (laughs) All right. So the next one is tactics. So who wants to talk about this difference between prospecting and judging? Because a lot of us have flipped on this. I find this one to be interesting. Fabio, why don't you take this one on? So to be completely honest, I just had to Google that um, <laughs> for the judging and prospecting only because I'm almost a 50% split. Yeah, like 62%. yeah. 62%. Uh-huh. So while looking at it, it makes sense to me because I've recently gotten into the habit of making lists creating structure to what I am doing throughout the day. Whereas beforehand, it was just me being like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'll get to it. But me going off of my gut all of the time goes into this category of if I went off of my gut, I would get nothing done all day. And so creating this list and figuring it out and like judging technically what I'm doing throughout the day and monitoring has been helping so much more. So I even see that when taking this test, it shows where your weakness is. And right now I'm seeing that I'm turning more into that person that needs that list. And I'm fully ready to jump on in and turn that 52% all the way up into the 90% for a little bit for what I need in life right now. And that's what I've taken from this test in general is looking at those weaknesses or those strengths and seeing which ones I want to change up. And that's the only one out of all of my statistics that is a 50% basically, because I'm changing in life there. And I just started reading crucial conversations and that changed the statistic from the last one. (laughs) Oh yeah. Crucial conversations is great when it comes to that. So now this is the interesting one with the 16 personalities specifically. And Sarah, I'm going to have you touch on this one to see what your thoughts were. Because this this word that's in this result, I think, threw a lot of people today. And that word is turbulent. And then the other word is assertive. So turbulent, again, like, like we talked about with every single level of this test, it doesn't mean what a lot of us think it means. 
Can you tell us a little bit about identity and even how you felt about your results when it came to that, Sarah? Yeah, absolutely. I had a little bit of resistance when I saw that word. I was an A and it was assertive. And I'm like, oh, but I'm not this like, you know, overpowering, like, you know, demanding person. And then I read more into it. And what I what I took from those two words, um, the assertive and turbulent, is that it's more of this, uh, it more speaks to confidence level, like how how much I trust myself versus how much I trust other people versus my trusting my intuition or the data or whatever, you know, uh, information that I'm that I'm taking in. So it has more to do with this this level of confidence than, you know, knocking people over the head with my opinions or something <laughs> or what I think needs to happen. Um, so that's sort of what I took to it. I'm going to have to read a little bit more into that. Um, and for the turbulent, it just seemed like it was just a little bit more of a, you know, just a an uncertainty or a needing more information, or there was just a little bit more of a, a chaotic or confused sense of confidence. Or, um, but I, again, I I landed on the assertive side, so I didn't really read into the other side too much yet. Uh, yeah. I find this one to be interesting. And Jennifer, you brought up a point right before we started recording the podcast. And that was that some people are really attached and comfortable with their results in these tests. And some people are not, and they might not feel either as confident in themselves, or they might question those results or question themselves because of the results of this test. I think this T versus A might have a little bit to do with that, but also, as we talked about before, and Jennifer, I'll, t- I'll have you touch on this in a minute. We need to be comfortable with who we are. And this is one of the things that we work on a lot in defining leaders, because how often in our lives, and social media has brought this even to a bigger, a bigger importance, I think, in our lives, how often do we compare ourselves to the perfect version of others and not see the full picture of who they are? including in this personality assessment, because no matter what your results are, looking at this type of thing allows you to get to know yourself a little bit more, hopefully become more comfortable with who you are, regardless of what your results are. Now that can change, but don't be embarrassed because this is who you are. Be proud of who you are, right? So Jennifer, you were, you were talking a little bit about this when you've taken this type of tests with others. Yes, there certainly are uh, groups of people with their personalities that embrace their personalities more than others. And traditionally, I have been in the group that um, thrives and is excited about their results because it's who I want to be as well as who I actually am. That's why I look at it. When I read a little bit more about the assertive um, individuals, they tend to be um, self-assured, even-tempered, and resistant to stress. And one of the the, the other things that I read is it, it said they're unlikely to spend a lot of time thinking about their past actions or choices, and they tend to think what's done is done. And, oh my gosh, that's me. It's no question why I'm at the 99% assertive. Um, I do not spend a lot of time stressing about things I don't have control over. What's done is done. Moving on, I'm going to you know focus on things that I have control over in the future. I don't get too worked up about what's happening right now. I think that assertive, they tend to be kind of the calm in the storm, which that's what people have told me my entire life. 
but I do love surrounding myself with people who are totally different because, you know, my personality taken to the nth degree, it has a lot of weaknesses. (laughs) You know, I'm glad that you brought that up too, because as I said before, we tend to compare ourselves with the best version of others, but we don't see what's under the surface. All of us have our own weaknesses and all of us have our own strengths. So the more we see our own strengths, the better us we can be, right? And one of the things that we work on the most in Defending Leaders is, especially in this series, as we wrap up the self-realization series, is being proud of who we are and less comparison to others' best versions. Because like you said, Jennifer, we have our weaknesses too. (laughs) Even ENFJs and ENFPs, we have our weaknesses too. (laughs) We might not always share them though. So I'm glad that we talked a little bit about that today. Now, if any of our listeners, again, are curious to find out a little bit more about themselves, to have some of that journey of self-discovery, as I mentioned, 16 personalities is a good way to just dip your toe in the pond. Uh, It's free and it only takes 10 minutes. I'd love for you to share what your results are in the comments below, because we want to get to know a little bit more about our audience here as well as you listen in. Uh, I hope you join us for our upcoming series on leadership. So we'll be spending five to six sessions on leadership in the next two months. So thanks again for joining us, you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for Defining Leaders, where together is better. Become a part of our community where you can find out more about defining yourself as a leader. The link to join is in the show notes.